Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. This business week, as I take you into a journey once again into my own solo cleaning business, it started out great. I recently upgraded one of my commercial cleaning clients by $350 per month. This was a huge win as it increases our annual revenue by $4,200. Yay. By the way, that commercial client is a veterinary hospital. Speaking of veterinary hospitals, I'm going to take you to the airsoft field with seven teenagers. How does that relate? Well, let me share a little bonus funny papers here. My oldest son, Kenny, just recently turned 16 and we decided to do a birthday party for him. It involved, again, seven of his teenage high school friends. Airsoft guns, airsoft gear, a three-hour field battle at the airsoft field, games at home, food, lots of it, cake, and presents. Due to shutdowns in December, we had to move this party to late January. It was well worth the wait. I decided to sacrifice my beloved Honda Pilot over Teresa's and our family Honda Odyssey van. I took four of Kenny's friends directly from church to the airsoft field with all of their gear. We met the other three there. I helped them get set up and left in the hands of the field referees to play for three hours. And then I snuck out went to my car to chill out because I needed it after just about an hour with seven teenage boys. But I also had other plans. I was going to stay warm, watch any battle from the car, and also get some work done on my laptop. It was a Sunday afternoon, sunny and really cold. While I was waiting, I got a call from a local veterinarian looking for cleaning. She told me this, that she used to work with Ruth. Now, Ruth is the one that hired me for a veterinary hospital that I picked up in October of 2020, which was my second veterinary hospital. So apparently what happened is, just like with any niche, people of like tribe will gather in travel gatherings in wherever locations they can. Now, I guess this was probably some kind of a Facebook group like for veterinary doctors or veterinary hospital workers. I'm not sure exactly what the group is. But this new veterinarian was looking for a cleaner and posted that she was. Ruth, whom I work for already, said, yes, I've got a great cleaner and recommended me. And so this new veterinary doctor named Lynn called me up and we spoke for about 20 to 30 minutes in the parking lot of the aerosol field. Now my introduction was, hey, this is a great time to talk. I just dropped off seven teenagers at the aerosol field and I'm sitting here waiting for them to finish. And she's like, okay, tell the story. So we just connected as friends first and then we said, hey, let's talk about business. So why are you calling? And so she went into the details of her hospital said that she had went out onto her own about five years ago and was having trouble keeping the details of the facility cleaned. 
And she's been putting a lot of pressure on her employees and staff to keep it up. And so she wanted to take that pressure off, outsource the cleaning, and that's when she found me. And I said, well, perfect. I do exactly this. I walked her through various options. I told her what I already charge at the other two hospitals. One is already weekly, one is monthly. And based on what she's looking for, I said, I'm probably gonna recommend a bi-weekly cleaning for you. But what I can do is if you wanna invite me over for an estimate, I will walk through with you. We'll go over room by room in detail. And then I'll be able to write a proposal with several options for weekly, for biweekly, for monthly. And we'll get everything in on a rotating schedule if we need to to make sure all of your details are covered and we can get this out of the hands of your staff to do. She was super happy and we booked an estimate for that Wednesday. So just a couple days later, the estimate went outstanding. After the call, I realized something vital. My pilot was equipped to seat eight, but not eight with airsoft guns and gear, and certainly not seven teenagers and me. I underestimated the choice of using my pilot. I called Teresa for an audible. Hut hike, Tennessee, Cleveland, Philadelphia, aerosol field, set. Hey, Teresa, can you please come to the aerosol field? Kenny forgot his vest. Bring that with you and also take a bunch of gear home with you because we're coming to the house after here and I'm not sure I can fit them in. Or you can bring roof rack straps so I can put a couple of the teenagers on top of the vehicle. She said, I'll come over and take stuff out. I am a mom and I don't want anyone's children on top of the roof. Now that's a joke, but you get the point. Honda Pilot is an eight-passenger car but not eight passengers of 150 to 190 pound high school boys. So Teresa did drive over, dropped off the vest for Kenny, and then took whatever gear she could off my hands. And these guys, they were so excited, so stoked after playing for three hours. And they were ready for mass quantities of chili, candy, and cake. But before they could get to the chili, candy, and cake, they had to get back to my house. As they took off all their gear, put on their regular clothes as best they could, they still had filthy, dirty shoes, socks, pants, hats, etc. They took off what they could, but they couldn't do too much because there wasn't room for gear as it was slam-packed with people. So I had to sacrifice my car and they all got in and I could just see the mud caking off of their shoes and gear onto my nice vinyl upholstery, seat cushions, floor carpeting, etc. Oh boy, taking one for the team, loving my son well. To this day, my car still has mud prints all over the place. My plan is to wait till it's warmer and then I'll bust out the cleaning supplies and have Kenny clean the car. Maybe I'll get some of those guys from my church and recruit them. Hey, remember that airsoft battle? You went in my car and you muddied up my back. Here's some rags and some cleaner. Hey, have at it. Please let me know when you're done. I'm going to go chill out in the church. The ride to the house was eventful for sure. Have you ever seen the circus clown cars? Where a little Volkswagen sports 35 clowns that just get out one by one and you're wondering how they all fit. 
Well, that's what it looked like. <laughs> I did capture the video before I took off and just did a little pan of the back of the car. And it was so fun to see all these teenagers crammed in there. And we were having good sport of it and telling jokes. And we had some fun pretending we were that clown car and wondering if we got pulled over, if it would be illegal. I mean, everyone had their own seatbelt, so I think it was fine. But we did arrive safely at my house. Now, I know teenagers can eat. I've witnessed my son doing it. Hey, I was a teenage boy once. But even I was surprised when myself, my wife, my other kids ate about 10% and seven teenagers killed a giant pot of homemade chili and about three bags of corn chips. After dinner, my wife had done some cool things, stopping at the dollar store and designed minute to win it games. Now these are, you can find them online and they're cool. They're just little challenges. You can get teams together. So I put the teams together in twos and there was one odd man out. So my nine-year-old son Colby was invited to be the fourth team and I was the scorekeeper and the master of ceremony. The supplies that my wife bought were like ping pong balls, dice, candy, cups, all different kinds of skills they had to do. It's neat. It was really fun. Check it out. Minute to win it. And the boys loved it. Now, the thing that's really fun is that at the end of the game, guess who won? Bryce and my nine-year-old Colby. So next year, he'll be, I think, the first one picked if we do it next year. Anyway, <laughs> the night did end with cake presents, manhunt outside, and here's the trick, parents. I said, hey guys, why don't you go play manhunt outside? And so seven teenagers went outside. It was freezing out there in the dark. Now we live on a two acre farm with a creek in the back. So there's plenty of ground. And they went out there and they played outdoor, freezing cold hide and seek, otherwise known as manhunt. And as I rooted them on, I went inside and laid on the couch, helped put the other ones to bed and relaxed with my wife, who had been working very tirelessly all day for this party. After Manhunt, the boys watched stupid YouTube videos until the parents arrived, and the last one was picked up around 8.30 at night. All in all, it was about an eight-hour birthday party. Whew, we were exhausted, but our son, Kenny, was so thankful. He loved his 16-year-old party, and it felt great to do that for him. And... I may have gotten a new potential huge client from the experience. Combine this potential new one with the $350 per month increase I got at the other one, and my office cleaning is filled. My schedule is done. I am fully stabilized. Time to optimize. While I was cleaning houses on Thursday, just a couple days later, I got a call from Melissa. She found me on Facebook and was very impressed. I used my phone as a filter and she invited me for an estimate the following week. Side note, I'm not able to be a member of the local moms group, obviously, but Teresa will post something every few months just to keep my name relevant. Well, I've also tried to find ways to keep my name relevant myself. I've gone on and done a Facebook Live within the moms group. I was given permission by the admin to talk about current CDC protocol for coronavirus from a professional cleaner, so they appreciated that. 
So I went in, logged in as my wife, and went to the Facebook Live that I had done and just went in the comments and said, CDC update, this is Ken acting as Teresa. Here's an update, hope this helps. And by doing that, it took my post from months down and put it back to the top, making it relevant again to the moms. Now this proved very useful as that's how Melissa found me. So then she went and checked out my website a bit and found my phone number and called me. I asked if she read any articles and she said she really hadn't yet, but she's never hired a cleaning service before and was just trying to figure some stuff out. And so I immediately told her, hey, I have an article on my website on exactly how to do that. And so I sent her a text so she could read that article, which she was very thankful for. It also made her think, wow, this person's like legit cleaner. They have articles and a really cool website. I need to give this cleaner a lot more consideration. And I already was very interested. She too set up an estimate for me just a few days later where I could meet her and her husband, walk through the house. And here's what I'm excited about. This house which looks very promising, would also wrap up my schedule for residential. And all I've been wanting to take on is every other Thursday and Friday, three houses each day. And that would put me at the end of the stabilizer phase for residential and also as an optimizer. I've now mentioned this twice about becoming an optimizer. Let me share what I mean by that. My ISO model is a proven system to building and optimizing a solo cleaning company. I initialized in 2018 and 19. I stabilized, that's the I and the S, in 2020. And now I'm ready to optimize the O to $6,000 per month profit on two cleaning days per week. I haven't talked about this topic much, and I don't intend to on this podcast. It's about taxes. I highly recommend hiring a qualified CPA to advise you on tax planning and preparation. I've personally used a CPA with a specialty in small business for the past five years. Before that, I hired bookkeepers, tax preparers to help me to file. But I've always, always, always had a third party stand between me and the IRS. They have to sign their name to the completed business and personal taxes, and that gives me the buffer to an IRS audit. This is wise, and therefore, I recommend it to each of you. I will share my process briefly now. I've personally been doing my own books using QuickBooks Desktop since the first year, which has been 16 years now. Now, side note, I'll be switching to QuickBooks Online because it's more automatable. I think that's a word for 2021. But the way I've been doing it is I update QuickBooks every month with my invoices, with my deposits. I collect all payments. I enter all my expenses. And those add up and I pull up monthly profit and loss to study the numbers of my business. At the end of the year, which I usually do in January, I pull the end of year profit and loss along with other documents my CPA requires and I send them all to him in an email. From there, he can take all of my information and roll out my corporate and personal tax forms. I pay between $350 and $400 per year to file with my CPA. This is pretty cheap, but it's also because I do all the bookkeeping myself. If you hire a bookkeeper, your costs will obviously be much higher than what I pay. 
I've been working on my 2020 taxes for a few days, and I just wanted to ensure that we showed enough income to qualify for a mortgage in 2021. We're not definitely buying a home, but we wanted to make sure we had tax returns, credit, and cash enough to buy a house if we wanted to. Therefore, I asked my friend and cleaning client, Mike Thompson of Envoy Mortgage, now he's in my MCBA meeting as well, I wanted him to review my prior year's tax returns and give me the magic number for 2020. In other words, the magic number would be how much income I needed to show to qualify for the mortgage. This is not a shady deal at all, I promise you. Businesses are supposed to write off all business expenses. We can take all legal deductions to minimize our taxable income or taxable footprint. And we can choose not to take some to show a higher income if you want. If I made $100,000 in revenue and I have $50,000 in legitimate expenses, I can show $50,000. But if I want to show $60,000 or $70,000 because I want a better shot at getting a mortgage, then I can show sixty or $70,000. What I can't do is show 40000 if I don't have the extra 10000 in legal deductions. This has to fall within legal process, and that's why the CPA is so helpful, to make sure the things that you are taking credit or deducting are legitimate expenses. I'm not going to go too much deeper into that because I recommend you get your own CPA that specializes in small business and ask them the questions, hey, what does it qualify? What doesn't qualify for legitimate business deductions for me in my state and the model that I do business? Well, Mike Thompson was awesome. He coached me through the process, gave me the magic number. I worked my taxes to equal that magic number, gave it over to my accountant, And my accountant sent me back kind of a draft version of my tax returns. I gave those back to Mike Thompson, and Mike verified that, yes, these numbers will get the job done in 2021 if we choose to buy a home. So I was very thankful for that. I told my CPA to file the taxes, and the process was done. Yay, taxes are done. 2020 taxes, moving on, moving up, moving out. All right, let's close out this episode with a title story. I was cleaning for my friend who you've heard about tons of times on this podcast, Dennis Gaiman of Gaiman Design Remodeling, and something totally awesome happened. I was vacuuming his wife's desk area when he tapped me on the shoulder Saturday late morning. Uh, Do you like Mexican, Ken? Of course, I replied. Then he asked if he could buy me and the kids lunch from the local Mexican place. I said, absolutely. I was so grateful that he thought of me. And he's just an awesome guy. And he took our order and he served us, brought the Mexican back to us while we were cleaning the whole time in between. We took the food to the kitchen and counter. Now, this is a showroom kitchen because his design remodeling company, so it's showroom floor pieces and carpet and bathrooms and kitchens. So we maintain this showroom kitchen, and we sat in it to eat Mexican. Now, we know Mexican is not the cleanest food, and usually stuff ends up on the floor, especially when there's men involved. And there was three of us, plus my darling daughter who doesn't make a mess at all. Shout out to the ladies out there. I want to share three really cool things that came out of this lunch meeting with Dennis. Number one, 
my kids got to hear from an experienced business owner and real estate investor and just hear his story, how him and his wife met, how they started their first business, grew and added on real estate and other properties and rentals. It's just so cool to hear that. And my kids got to hear that firsthand. It was invaluable. They were impacted. And so was I. We were all inspired to follow in the path of how Dennis built his financial life. And I consider Dennis a father figure to me, so I really enjoyed hearing his story as well. Number two, we were all joking as chunks of meat uh, from the guys dropped on the floor or we made other messes while eating. And Dennis would say this, you can make a mess, guys. I have a cleaning crew to take care of that. Number three, last March, I wrote my COVID-19 protocol for my cleaning business. One of the standards I established was to never, ever bring in food while cleaning. Now, I used to do this all the time when I was cleaning houses or office before the pandemic. I'd bring my lunch bag with drinks, and I would use the microwave. I could heat up my meal and eat whenever I was hungry. I changed this with COVID. And I took with Dennis saying this. You know, I used to be able to bring food in when I was eating, but I changed all of that with my new COVID protocol to make sure that I don't gross anyone out. Because now that I see that pathogens are such an issue and COVID has been spreading so much, I decided not to bring in food anymore. So that's why you won't see me bring food. But I said, Dennis, I'm going to have to amend my COVID protocol. We don't bring in food ever into your building unless you as the owner buy it for us and want to eat it with us. Dennis got a chuckle out of this. All right, there we go. That wraps up this business update from Carfagno Cleaning. I hope you enjoyed it, especially the title story and also the 17 Agers, which easily could have been a title of this podcast as well. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.